Shooting Gallery Wrestling Podcast. The show contains objectionable language. Listener discretion is advised. What? 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 You want my comments? What? 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 Hmm, your ideas are intriguing to me, and I wish to subscribe to your newsletter. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Shooting Gallery Wrestling Podcast. Money in the Bank Preview and prediction show. My name is Jim Renier, a.k.a. J-Dash. I'm usually the co-host, but I'm taking over for the money in the bank cycle. But Carlos, unfortunately, is with me. Our hey, team. what's up, guys? <laughs> but let's get all the promotions out of the way before we get into the very stacked money in the bank card. Uh, please visit pwnnewsroom.com where you can get your source of any wrestling news from WWE, NXT, AEW, Impact, and so forth. Also visit 503 Sports. You can use Unhinged on checkout for your old school throwback XFL gear from 2001. They might get 2020 gear here pretty soon. Um, Go check them out at 503sports.com. Also, we have a YouTube channel, the Shooting Gallery Wrestling Podcast. Uh, You should be checking that out tomorrow night. Or tonight, wherever you listen to this podcast, we will be doing a live stream of Money in the Bank. And also, we have a Facebook page as well. Very easy to find that at Facebook slash Shooting Gallery Wrestling Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at PWNSGWP and at The Wrestling Movie G. Well, on the 10th of May, Money in the Bank will happen in two locations, Stanford, Connecticut, Heck, quarters of the WWE and Orlando Performance Center. This was supposed to be, I think, in Boston, I think was the where Money in the Bank was supposed to be at. And uh, wrong. It where? was supposed to be in Baltimore. You got uh, the B part right. Yeah, but yeah it was okay. going to be at uh, First Mariner Arena. I went there for uh, payback a few years back. So, yeah, unfortunately, they had to cancel. So yes. we're getting it from the corporate location. Before we get into the, you know, stacked card that is the Money in the Bank, I'm kind of in quotations over here saying stacked card. Um, the WWE decided to drop some matches on uh, Saturday that have little to no built build up on it. One of them has some connections to a storyline that's happened on SmackDown. The other one has no reason to be on the match or on the card, but besides it just being thrown in there. These matches, of course, on the pre-show, to start off Money in the Bank, we'll get Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro. As you know, Jeff Hardy is starting to build a nice story arc with Sheamus, and Cesaro has a history against Sheamus, former tag team partners, and also they had a feud with each other years back. Um, Very interesting ad for this pay-per-view card. Uh, They are the pre-show, and usually a lot of the pre-show matches don't last long, and they're just there to fill time. Um... We're going to do predictions here and previews. That's basically the preview of that match. Um, I'm predicting Cesaro will win via disqualification because I do believe Sheamus will poke his head into this somehow to get into Jeff Hardy's head some way. What about you, sir? Uh, I definitely expect Sheamus to uh, you know to show up, but I think that Jeff Hardy will actually get the win 
but he will probably get a pretty good beatdown for his effort after the match ends. Something like uh, Cesaro holds up Jeff immediately after he gets the uh, one, two, three. And uh, yeah, he's going to hold him up for Sheamus to do a bro kick. And that'll be the end of that chapter for the foreseeable future. Until, well, until next Friday. <laughs> oh, so you're kind of teasing the bar reunion. A little bit, yeah. But I, I do think that Jeff Hardy will get the win. All right. But let's go to the other match that was just added on Saturday. R-Truth versus MVP. Yes, you heard that correctly. R-Truth versus MVP. Why? Why is this a match? MVP is the only one that's been on TV recently, but he hasn't done anything. He's been mainly doing his little MVP lounge on Raw. Good and stuff. He's t- and he's talked to a couple other stars in the back, Apollo Crews. Um, I forgot that tag team um, that he talked to, too. You have uh, Shane and Vega or Vega, something like that. And you mentioned earlier, two weeks ago on the Raw Review, that you think that he might be trying to form a uh, faction or a stable. Mm-hmm. Um, but why is this match even a match? Uh, has no storyline, has no story arc, and our truth hasn't been on TV since mm, since before WrestleMania. Uh, so I felt like this is on the main card too. This is not a pre-show. This is the first match on the main card of Money in the Bank. Just a thrown-in match. To here you go, with nothing to even talk about. Um. To predict this match, really, I just said MVP because MVP's been in TV recently. Uh, Our truth, yeah, he has a lot. Of, he's a veteran. He's a good character. He has a good gimmick, and he's you know dedicated to the WWE. But um, I just don't like throwing in forced matches, and I'm just gonna go with the most likely winner of this one. It's MVP, but it could be a toss-up. No, I definitely have Our Truth getting the win. It just seems like MVP's been taking losses left and right. And that's just going to be, this is kind of his job. Talk great, lose badly. And our truth is such a favorite of Vince McMahon's that I think uh, he's going to get the victory on a pay per view. It's been a while since our truth has gotten one. And I just think that our truth stock will always be high with Vince. So, yeah, I, I, can't, I, I do agree. It's a bit of a toss up. It's rather unpredictable because there is no storyline to this. It makes no sense. Cesaro and Jeff Hardy should be flipping places. They should not be on the pre-show. MVP and R-Truth should be. So I'm going to go with R-Truth. I just think that the goodwill that he has with Vince will be the tipping point and why he gets the win. Good, good. Um, But finally, we get to the actual matches that actually have story arcs. Actually have stuff behind them. If you listen to our recent SmackDown podcast, we get into the discussion of Tamia versus Bailey in depth of reasons why we believe certain things can happen or what things can happen or how things can happen. Just a big freaking clusterfuck of who's what's going to win or who's going to win. But a few weeks ago, Tamia defeated Sasha Banks to earn her spot for a Money in the Bank title match. Over the next few weeks, Sasha and Bailey have tried multiple sneak attacks on Tamiya to distract her, to hurt her. But Tamiya somehow stands above all. Got a nice little kick on Bailey recently. And she's been actually surviving and outlasting some of these sneak attacks. Um, it's a nice storyline. We went into depth more of it on our last uh, SmackDown podcast, but we'll break it down here a little quickly. I think Tamiya, if she does get the championship, it's a 
thank you for the 10 years of dedication. But for me, I feel like deep down inside, I've seen this story multiple times over and over and over again. And it's basically show me until I change my mind. So I got Bailey winning this, but I won't be surprised if we start seeing the cracks in the armor between her and Sasha Banks. So I got Bailey retaining the Women's SmackDown Championships at Money in the Bank. Uh, I'm going to go on the limb and give Tamina a shot with this. I think that, as you said, she's been in the company for over 10 years. <clears throat> Her time has come, hopefully. And maybe she could be kind of like that uh, underdog feel-good story that Kofi Kingston was. Like Maybe they see the parallels in that, and they're like, hmm, we made a moneymaker off of that. Maybe we could do the same thing with Tamina. Everybody knows she's been here forever, and most people would say that uh, she's never gotten her due. So maybe now this is the time. Or she could become another, you know, our truth who's, yeah, very much a favorite, loved by Vince, but never really given a true opportunity. And Tamina is very much worthy of that opportunity. So I think that this will be the true beginning of the breakup of Bailey and Sasha. Might not blow up just yet, but by having her, by having Bailey lose the title to Tamina, that's going to be the catalyst to get things going on there. And hopefully they have learned from the past and how they didn't utilize that opportunity and it really bit both performers in the butt. That now is the time to pull the trigger. They got to get it done and they got to get it done soon before we lose interest. So I got Tamina winning. So you have Tamina winning the. SmackDown Women's Championship and the belt changing hands. Not bad. We haven't predicted the same thing correct so far. So, and we Co- both did correct. Wrong, wrong. <laughs> so we're zero and zero, but so far we're complete opposites, which I was, I'm very surprised. Um, so the next tale of the tape is WWE, WWE, excuse me, WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships, which is a fatal four-way. Three weeks ago, the well, Forgotten Sons made a huge impact on the tag team division on SmackDown, while Miz and Morrison battled to achieve their titles back after losing them a week after WrestleMania. The Lucha House Party struck struck a great opportunity when they defeated Miz and Morrison a few weeks ago. And will the eight-time WWE Tag Team Champions defend their titles, or will the titles change hands Sunday night at Money in the Bank? This... Tag team match. We got a little taste of it on SmackDown. For me, honestly, I think as much as I want to say it could be a switch, the tiles will be switching hands. Uh, I just don't think they're going to let the New Day give up the titles this quick after just receiving them just three weeks ago. And deep down inside, I say the the New Day are going to arrange victories in this uh, match and retain the titles. But I have a hunch that it's either going to be the Forgotten Sons uh, coming out of the Money in the Bank winning the titles and maybe a slight chance for Miz and Morrison. But if I was a betting man, I'm putting all my chips on the table for the New Day to retain the Money in the Bank, uh, retain the titles at Money in the Bank, and develop a storyline, story arc with them and the Forgotten Sons for the next pay-per-view here in the month. So... I do see something brewing out of this match. I just don't see the titles changing hands this quick. So give me the New Day retaining the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. 
Well, <clears throat> I'll probably have to agree with you on that one. Most likely it's going to be the New Day. But I think for storyline purposes and making them seem more legit, the Forgotten Sons have a unique opportunity. And I think they would be the better move if they were to give them the win by giving the New Day such a short title reign. Now, on one hand, you might say, oh, that's not good. They won the titles for like a little less than a month. Yeah, you, you could say that on paper that that's a bad thing because it's the New Day. But at the same time, the New Day are set. They're good. Like, they're Hall of Famers. They have eight championships. They're, you know, they're, they're one of the top merchandise-selling uh, stables in the company. Like, they're fine. Losing the title is not going to hurt their stock. But the Forgotten Sons are the new kids on the block, and I think they have a unique opportunity to really put their stamp on history by being the team that took out the New Day, weeks after the New Day had won their title, like that could be a very unique trademark of theirs. So, uh, my like you said, my betting money is on the New Day, but my creative side says that the Forgotten Sons should take the titles. Like that would just be such a whiplash-inducing moment, but in a good way. Well, with that, we will move on to the main card. Even though this is the big time Money in the Bank, this is where Money in the Bank thrives, is the Money in the Bank ladder matches. But for the first time in WWE history, the ladder matches have a little twist in them. It's considered, or it's being labeled, as the corporate ladder match, where this match will be held in Stamford, Connecticut. And the object is for all 12 competitors... Six females, six males that start the match at the same time, and it, it's floor by floor by floor of the HQ in Stanford. And the player, wrestler, whoever you want to call, it, goes to the top of the top of the ladder, top floor. I don't know how big the building is, maybe 16 stories, and grab the uh, briefcase to be money in the bank holder. Interesting concept. We're usually seeing traditional ladder matches, six guys, six women, in an arena setting. But having a corporate ladder, climbing the corporate ladder, as they say, from the bottom floor to the top floor, and then to the top of the ladder where the briefcases are at, it's an interesting concept. But who is competing in this match? Well, on the men's side, we got AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Aleister Black, Baron Corbin, Rey Mysterio, and everyone's favorite, Otis. Oh, yeah! Corbin, Sorry. Brian, Black, Mysterio, Otis won their qualifying matches on their respective shows throughout the throughout this month on leading up to Money in the Bank. AJ Styles won the gauntlet matches past Monday night, came back surprising after surprising appearance after being buried in WrestleMania. Uh, we discussed that on Raw, why we believe that is the reason, uh, but he's in the match. On the women's side, Nia Jax, Asuka, Shanna Baszler, Lacey Evans, Carmella, and my co-host's favorite girl, Dana Brooke. Woo! Asuka, um, Baszler, and Raw. Asuka, um, Baszler, and Nia Jax have a story, a little start arc between each other. Uh, you started seeing that last Monday night on the MVP Lounge. Uh, the SmackDown ladies really don't have anything in common between the three. 
Uh, uh, so, Carmella and Dana are tag team partners. Let's not forget that. Uh, very uh, recent, to be fair. Very recent. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Okay, I'll, I'll tip my hat to that. Uh, but Raw and their lovely promotions and, you know, producers in the back. <clears throat> hey, let's say the boss man is coming next Monday night to, you know, encounter the ladder match winner for the females. Well, basically, what are you trying to say? That you just eliminated the SmackDown uh, representatives? But anyways, <laughs> we got two ladder matches going together in a building in Stanford, Connecticut that is 16 stories high to grab the briefcases. My pick is simple. AJ Styles for the men and Asuka for the women. Why Asuka, you say? Well, Honestly, who else has gone up against Becky Lynch recently? We've already seen Shannon Baszler. We've already seen Nia Jax. Give Asuka a chance. You buried her two years ago at WrestleMania or three years ago at WrestleMania, which you shouldn't have done. You did that to Shinsuke. He hasn't changed. And why AJ Styles? AJ Styles, I think, is still, as of this moment, the better heel in Raw. And I think that with his ability with the, uh, the money in the bank, he can have some awesome story arcs throughout the next couple of weeks. So I got Styles and Asuka to win the Money in the Bank corporate ladder match in Stanford, Connecticut. Hmm. Most interesting choices. But I got to go in a different direction. I think that uh, it's going to be too easy for Vince to see the money-making potential in a King Money in the Bank gimmick. So I got to give it to Baron Corbin. A lot of people aren't going to like that. I am kind of cool with it because we've never seen anything like that before. And if he does win it, I think this time around, he's definitely going to actually cash it in successfully. And mind you, if those who may have forgotten, the reason why he failed the first time was because he had backstage heat on himself. He had done something to tick Vince off, and that's why they decided to, well, more or less humiliate him. But what are you going to do? It is what it is. Vince McMahon is a very interesting character. But as far as the women's side go, I think there's only one clear choice. And an Ann Asuka, although I think they're going to book Asuka to look strong, which is a good thing. I got Shayna Baszler. And the reason why I say it's got to be Shayna Baszler is because her stock has been plummeting. And she is indeed a moneymaker for the company, but she is losing momentum. Her promos have not been that good. She needs someone to speak for her. She needs a proper manager. She needs her own kind of... Uh, uh, maybe not Don King, but you know what I mean. Like she needs somebody like her own personal Paul Heyman. Uh, I think that Shayna Baszler needs this win more than anybody else on here, and including my girl Dana. As much as I would love to see Dana win, I don't see it happening. Not yet, anyway. But she's rising. But Shayna Baszler needs this victory badly because, like I said, her stock is plummeting. Uh, she just can't do promos very well. It just seems like something is off with her, but a good way to rejuvenate her will be by winning the money in the bank. So to recap, there are picks for the money in the bank. I pick AJ Styles and Asuka. Carlos picks King Corbin and Shanna Baszler. Now we go to the two big matches of money in the bank, two with the most put for storylines 
both from Raw and SmackDown. And I kind of think that the Universal Championship between Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman will be the first of the two to be alive and competed on Money in the Bank. So after years of buildup, we have finally been given the opportunity to see the father, Bray Wyatt, and the creation, Braun Strowman, clash in a long-awaited family feud. Bray Wyatt has set his eyes on his former child, follower to bring him home while relieving, revealing the black sheep mass this past, well, not past week, two weeks ago on mm-hmm. SmackDown. Will Braun Strowman fall back to the old white family ways, or will Bray call upon the fiend to finish off the monster among men? I really love this storyline. It's honestly, if you've been watching the ratings over the last couple of weeks, Braun and Bray and Braun have been the highest rated segments of SmackDown and, of, of course, the WWE over the last couple of weeks. I said it on SmackDown's review, and I said it last two weeks ago, this feud between Braun and Bray has just started. I do not say, I don't, I don't see Bray Wyatt winning the match on Sunday. I do see Braun Strowman winning. Thus far, we will see um, Bray Wyatt called on The Fiend for a match at Backlash in a month from now. With then at Backlash, The Fiend, The Fiend and Braun Strowman, um, and claim the title. I just think this is a good story. I don't think they're going to let Mr. Rogers, Bray Wyatt, beat Braun Strowman. I think uh, The Fiend will be in the head of Braun Strowman throughout the uh, next upcoming weeks for the match against um, Bray at Backlash. So give me Braun Strowman here for a story arc that is just building. So we might actually we might see it last to Extreme Rules or even SummerSlam. This is the best thing that's working on SmackDown so far for it to continue. The good guy has to win at least to the beginning. So give me Braun Strowman to start it off. I got two ways to go about it. If uh, Bray Wyatt comes out as the demented Mister Rogers, he's gonna lose. If he comes out as the Fiend, he's gonna win. Well, there's only two ways about it, though. But I do believe since they, this is we talked on the last show, the uh, the title, the the match card got switched up. The uh, the artwork, it was showing The Fiend for a while, and then, oh, would you look at that, Demented Mr. Rogers. So that's definitely a big hint that it will be uh, the former that will be uh, that will be fighting. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Braun Strowman if they're definitely going to be using... Um, the demented Mr. Rogers. So actually, I agree with you on that. Just Yay. definitely is circumstantial. <laughs> Yay! Someone finally agrees with me with something. It's odd, um, but the main event of the evening, the Money in the Bank. I wish it was bigger. I wish it had more juicy of a storyline than Bray and Strowman. Unfortunately, it should be but, flipped. It should be, but the WWE, I don't know. They say the two titles are the same level, but uh, I, I call BS. The WWE Championship is always a more prestigious title than the Universal title. I don't care who you are, what's your, what you're debating about. It's never going to be It's never going to be the same. Um, but the main event, Money in the Bank, will be Seth Rollins taking on Drew McIntyre. Since WrestleMania, Rollins has been on a quest to, of enlightenment to relinquish the title burden from Drew McIntyre. 
McIntyre has taken down over the last couple of weeks Selena Vegas stable and Murphy along his path to Money in the Bank. Will the Messiah sacrifice Murphy again at Money in the Bank to claim the WWE Championship? Or will Drew McIntyre claymore his way to victory? My honest opinion is that, yes, I love Seth Rollins, his character. I love his story arc. I like how he's embracing the religious um, aspect of being Jesus. But uh, if they don't have uh, Drew McIntyre win this, uh, why in the hell did you give him the belt at, at WrestleMania? Um, why would you give the uh, Seth Rollins an opportunity to be in the championship match, seeing that he lost to Kevin Owens at WrestleMania? Um, yes, the storyline between these two are pretty interesting, but when you look at the two approaches by two superstars, Seth Rollins is basically being in the back the whole time and coming out and trying to surprise uh, McIntyre on every Raw but McIntyre had to go through Selena's Vegas stable and Murphy. So he's gone, actually had matches. Um, but I just can't, even though I like Seth Rollins and his character, Drew McIntyre in this will be the only logical uh, pick. Um, it's just, why will you give him the belt at Mania? Then four weeks later, hey, you're going to lose it to Seth. I think that would be just a career killer for Drew McIntyre at this stage of the game. So give me McIntyre with the win and keeping the WWE championship. Oh, would you look at that? Two for two. <clears throat> or is this three for three now? I will agree with the whole Drew McIntyre thing because it overall wouldn't seem like the best investment to give him the title and then just take it away later down the road unless... The WWE's mentality is, well, he is more fun to watch chasing the title than he is actually having it. But I would also argue that, no, the guy is just damn fine as champion. He's, he's excellent. The problem is that they've been pushing Seth Rollins or attempting to push Seth Rollins as some kind of, you know, religious cult leader in the WWE locker room. Well... That would be all well and good if he would actually get some wins and seem like a real threat. But no, he's actually lost disciples at this point. AOP, where are they at? Buddy Murphy is there sporadically. Sometimes he's there and sometimes he's not. It's the most uneven cult I've ever seen. <laughs> it's just not being handled very well. Uh, if he was to win, obviously that would give him... A major boost but I think at this point the ship has been hit by the iceberg already this whole messiah thing has just been ruined I don't think there's much I don't think there's really any point in salvaging it anymore but what can you do he's gonna have to stick with it for a while because he can't just switch characters like a few months in between when something goes wrong you have to stick with it for a while until it really gets stale and then you disappear for a while and then come up with something new. But unfortunately for Seth, he's in a lose-lose situation right now, and he's going to take the L, and Drew McIntyre will probably find another opponent because they, they, they can't keep this up. It's just been so badly handled. Seth's going to need a new playmate in the playground. So mark me down for uh, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre for Carlos. Well, 
seeing that that is all the matches that are confirmed for Money in the Bank, don't be surprised if they add additional matches to a, uh, you can literally say a lackluster card. Um, we've seen Money in the Bank's in the past have had more desirable matches and are more interesting to buy the pay-per-view. Unfortunately, we don't buy the pay-per-views. We have the WWE Network. And with that, if you don't have the WWE Network and you don't want to watch Money in the Bank, you can watch us. Yes, you can watch me and Carlos watch Money in the Bank and our reactions. You get to see my annoying-ass cat run over me. You can see some stuff that you won't see anywhere else. But you can tune in tomorrow night at our YouTube page, Sporting, nope, Shooting Gallery Wrestling Podcast YouTube page. Link will be in the description below. If you're listening to this on our podcast, the link will be in the description below as well. We will go live around 6.30 p.m. The event starts at 7. So come and join us. Grab a beer. Come share questions. And uh, ask questions. Not share questions. Ask questions. Be a part of the family. Remember, like, share, and subscribe to our page. Follow us on Twitter at PWNSWGP. Or P- Crap. I can't even say it right. Damn, Carlos. This is a terrible <laughs> Money in the Bank preview. <laughs> that makes the best kind. Yeah. At PWN. <laughs> at the Shooting Gallery Wrestling Podcast on Twitter. Just go alert that up. It's there. But with that, you know, we've we've done two podcasts in one night. We've been on the on podcast for about three hours now. We're exhausted. So we got to rest up and be up back up here tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. for the live stream of Money in the Bank. I am Jim Renee, a.k.a. J Dash. That is Carlos, the wrestling movie guy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. We'll, yeah, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. We're done. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. Take it easy, y'all. We'll see you very soon. This is a copyright disclaimer. We do not own or have any affiliation with the WWE. This is just a fan-made show. And all musical credit for the intro go to Dance with the Dead. Please go support Dance with the Dead and the WWE.